Blog Talk Radio. Loud Sound Productions. In association with the Sexy Witches Presents. Repo Merds. The podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure. Restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. Here's your host, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head huntress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. Welcome to another edition of Repo Nerds, a spinoff of the Archivist Bets on Sexy Witched podcast, and I am the head huntress, and with me every every episode of Repo Nerds is Mr. Token Tommy Clark. How are you doing, sir? I'm feeling a little bit better. I would have loved to have been on the Archivists with you yesterday, but I'm just getting over a head cold that's, you know, I want to thank some magic nerd out there, Liz. Because they gave it me, they gave it to me, that mother, oh. Well, you know, anyway, you're touching other people's mana, that's what happens. Magic cards. Yeah. Yes, not, not mana. Mana, not I know what, mana, mana, <laughs> I know how to play magic. So you're touching other people's mana, it was a joke. It was a good one, too. So. <laughs> oh, good, I'm glad it was mana, you said, because I thought you said man-ass. No, I said mana. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I, was, I was making a magic joke, you know, mana. Anyway, forget it. Forget yeah, it. We're not here joke. to talk it, about it. It was good now magic. that I realized what it was. Hey, if people want to oh, talk okay. to us tonight, what's the number they can call? Oh, yeah. We do have a live call in number. Six. It is yep. 716-9172. 646-716-9172. You want to join us? Call us. Yeah. The repo nerds are looking forward to your call. So, yeah. I need help, uh, you know. guys. Liz needs help. Yeah, we, we do. don't have a for me to, to to get nerded out on for the next episode. Well, we'll talk about it. I, I'm sure we might figure it out by the time we're done with this episode what I'm gonna what we're gonna do. Um, I, I I was a, a my, this was a deep dive. It took me a while to get through everything. Not to mention in the actual source material you want me to watch wasn't available easily. I know, and I, I think the reason it's not is because they're really trying to push the Black Panther right now, and he is at the forefront of the second Ultimate Avengers movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's what they were doing. Um, and it is what it is. You know, you can't get it digitally, but you were able to get a physical copy of it, and you actually lucked out and got a, a three movies, correct, or four? Yeah, it's a three-movie box set. So it also includes the next Avengers too. But I didn't watch the Ultimate Avengers two. I just watched Ultimate Avengers and the Next yeah. Avengers, and and back and fill any of the Marvel movies in the theater that I hadn't seen yet. So I'm actually pretty yeah. caught up for the most part. Nice, so, but nice. First, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, but first, first though, I want to ask you, Liz. If if you were to in play in your little uh, Halloween horror madness game and you got a movie that had a, a collection with three films in it, would you get bonus points for that? 
Uh, more than likely. Uh, this year's theme was announced on our last episode of Sexy Witches, which was yesterday. So you can go to this page and download and listen to our. The first hour was about the Madness Contest. The second hour was Queenie Todd's birthday bash. So it was a pretty good episode. Uh, then that it was. Tommy, what you are you are a judge for my madness contest this year, but you're also a newbie, which actually throwing newbies into judging is always a little bit scary for me. Uh but well, this theme I'm sure you you'll recall, have no mm-hmm. If you recall last year when you guys were doing the, 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 the main madness, I didn't actually play along. Um I I didn't actually play it, but I played along, if you remember. So I, I kinda have an idea of how things go. So I'm not totally a newbie. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, not completely. And and I've Scott and Walt were talking about maybe joining us this year for the madness too. That would be kind of kind of amazing. The other boys of the Necrocasticon on the Project Entertainment Network. Anyway, I still I still um, stand so by listen. Die Hard. Die oh, Hard. Oh yeah, so Die Hard. So I'm I announced my theme last night and the theme is folks that want to know the Halloween horror movie marathon madness is a is a, a film watching competition in October. But I announced the theme six months in advance to get so we can, you know, let people know what we're going to be looking for this October. This year's films will be holiday horror and anthology movies are going to be the highest point values of stay. Um, matter of fact, the title of the madness is Happy Horror Days. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm like talking about movies, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, let's say Trick or Treat anthology, Christmas Horror Story anthology. My friend Mike Lombardo's film, I'm Dreaming of White Tuesday. He was on the show with us. Definitely going to be worth a lot of points. I can't say why because it's too spoileric at Tommy, but the big reveal at the end makes it the highest point value in our, in our, in our contest this year. So yeah, we'll yeah. talk about and, that uh, later. Puppies. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about puppies. And puppies. Yeah, I told Mike about our puppies idea, and he actually thought it was a really good idea to have puppies on the screening. And if we can't bring uh, live so. animals in there, we'll just go down to Walmart and get a bunch of you know five dollars stuffed animals and hand them out to people when they leave, so they can feel better. <laughs> so, so he comes at me. This Die Hard count is a holiday film. Well, first of all, it's out of genre. It's a fucking action no. movie, not a horror film no, or not. a science fiction film. No. You know, it, no. it has a great villain yeah. in it. Liz, if you look at it from Hans Gruber's point of view, it absolutely is a horror film. There's some crazy off-duty copies going on a shooting rampage when you're all you're trying to do is fucking rob the bank. All right? He's killing civilians and criminals. You tell me that's not a horror movie. Well, you know, I, Gruber is always the hero of his own story, so, you know, <laughs> there's that. But, you know, Tommy, you're not completely off base because there are ways to argue for films that wouldn't fit into the madness to get points, but you have to have a very, very good relationship with your team judge and with the benevolent overlord. Do you know who the benevolent overlord is? Yeah, the head huntress. Me. That's right, me. So you've got to be my <laughs> friend. You got to do as I say and follow my rules. But if you can watch a fuck ton of horror films in October, write a little bit about it, give it to your judge, you can win the madness. Simple as that. And come back to on September 18th when we'll have our madness episode and I'll read the rules live on air and tell people how to play the madness for this year for 2018. So 
that's what's going on then. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Six months. You know, my my Halloween never really ends, to be honest with you. Halloween, every day is Halloween. You know that. Come on. Uh, it pretty Especially much if is. You're in the... I mean, the man... Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, you go on. No, I said go ahead. I was going to say, especially since I started the madness to, uh, because my husband was getting sick of me watching horror films all the time. And I said, okay, fine. I'm going to watch them all in one month and drive you insane. And it worked. But now, of course, with the blog and (laughs) with the podcast, I am once again watching horror films year round. So it didn't work after all. He's still, oh, is this a horror film? Though, you know what, though? He really really liked, uh, uh, what was it we just watched? A Happy Death Day. He was totally into it. Happy Death Day is a good movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was very that. pleased that he liked it that much. So he's like, wow, that was actually kind of fun. I was like, yeah, it was totally good. So, you know, so we can talk can about, talk. spoiler alert, we couldn't talk about this on Necrocasticon when you were with me, with us there this week. Um, we can talk about it here. A Quiet Place. Spoiler alert, if you oh, haven't yes. seen A Quiet Place Yay. yet, number one, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. If you have not seen A Quiet Place yet, you are just a horrible, rotten person. You need to go see I'm this movie. I'm not going to go one of the there. horror movies of the past decade. It's a pretty doubt. darn good. That's for darn sure. They just, uh, I just, uh, for Air, was reading an article that Paramount has greenlit the sequel. It's moving forward. So, you know, uh, you know it's going to be beautiful. Go ahead. Because it's going to be them rolling around the countryside with a freaking Jeep and a big speaker. They're going to get the, Dooku guy, the, the, the doofus warrior from Mad Max Fury Road. They're going to get him up in one of those big monster trucks. And they're just going to load up and blast those speakers and go rolling down cornfields shooting these freaking things. Oh, it's going to be a freaking beautiful movie. It'll be a different tone completely, though, because I, I will say yeah. that as a film... Like, it is one of the most emotional horror films I've seen in a long time. Like, like the, the, there's, there's so much, I mean, from the moment you turn on you, the opening frame to the end of the film, you're, you're just all, immediately sucked into this universe. I mean, it, it is absolutely, like, you feel for all the characters. Every character's death or, or, or an attack on them has weight. Uh, you know, and, and and it's a very simple story. At the same time, it really, really had to do a lot to execute that. Because boy, oh my God, that might be one of the most part of it's the chemistry that screenplays. Well, part of it's the chemistry that uh, Krasinski and his wife have. Emily oh, Blunt yeah, is just absolutely. an amazing actress to begin with. Um. And typically she, you know, we're used to seeing her, quite honestly, lately, in that action movie tro- uh, character. Um, she's turned into, do I want to use it? I hate to say it. She's turned into the modern-day Angelina Jolie. Um, kind of. Not that it's a bad uh, I would thing. Say, I would say not quite, because she's still getting the roles like Mary Poppins as well. So, hey, you know. God bless her. <laughs> yeah. God bless her. But. It's it's the chemistry between her and Krasinski, and plus, you know, you've got how how popular was The Office when it was on for the ten years it was on, you know. Um, so you've got that everybody loves Jim, and no matter what movie you put John Krasinski in, you may dress him up, put a beard on him, do whatever you fucking do to him, he's still Jim. He's Jim with a beard, or he's Jim with a gun, and this was 
Jim <laughs> with his dream wife and their family, but they had to be quiet. Um, I don't <laughs> well, have a problem with that. Somebody's dream wife. <laughs> I was going to say a hot chick with a happy family that doesn't talk. That's most men's favorite dream, isn't it? <laughs> That's not what I was getting at, but now that you mention it, it makes me think of a New Yorker article that was slamming on the movie saying it was too white. Um, so it's Will, it's all my Will Falls, to New movie. York. What do they? What do they want? It do takes they place want, in like, the Adirondacks. I know, I know. And, and not to, you know, and not to mention how many people were in the film total six. And here's the thing: the movie and, was made in my and backyard. Was a fucking baby. Okay. <laughs> and I, grew, I I live in this area, so when I'm watching this movie, I recognize the trees. I recognize the patterns of the forest, because where you live and where you grow up, you know it. You can smell certain smells when they're on the screen because you know what it's supposed to smell like. You know that that house that he was what they were walking by, where the old man was out in front. Um, spoiler alert. Um, you know that 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 house smelled of mildew, and it and it smelled of rotten wood, and it smelled of decay, and it and it offset the rest of the smell of the of the of the the rotting leaves of the forest floor and the rusted metal that was all about them. I could smell all of that because I grew up with that because I saw it. It's, it's right in my fucking backyard, Liz. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons that this movie appeals to me. I think a lot more than it appeals to some fans of it because it's like, man, I have one more thing that I can bomb with this story with. Well, you know, I, I, I think a lot of it, the, the most of the biggest complaints I get, and this is what I want to talk to you about is a continuity issue around the time continuity. of the bathtub. Yeah. Um, but I watched it. it carefully. Tell me about I it. The, I've seen the yeah, movie four the, times, and I have not seen a single continuity issue. Go on. Well, it's okay. She's in the bathtub. Go, her water breaks, yeah. and she jumps into the bathtub, and it's bleeding. And well, meanwhile, and this is you know, and there isn't, but this is why people anyway. So meanwhile, they're cutting away to John Krasinski and his son saying, "You got to go and." shoot off fireworks because, you know, your your mom needs help. Yep. And all this is happening. But people are like, oh, it was, you know, he, you know, everyone thinks that was like, wow, that was like the fastest verse ever. Wow. It's like, no, first of all, there's long distances between these two. These are actually ha- sequences happening simultaneously, not, yes, they are. Con- not congruently, which is why Correct. there's no real continuity problems because they're happening consecutively. I mean, God damn it! Haven't people watched Westworld enough to figure out this gimmick yet? I mean, no. it's really obvious. I mean, they, it, everything made sense if you think about it. Now, okay, a lot of people also are yelling about babies. You can't give a birth baby silent. Um, that's a little bullshit too. You can have silent birth. It's actually a rather big movement in the United States. Something called silent birth, and Native Americans didn't make a peep when they went into labor, certain tribes did. And when the baby was born, they would instantly teach it how to not cry. Uh, by Now, not by nice ways. They pinched its lips shut. <laughs> but, you Well, know, they had it, contingencies. There, there is ways to do it. There were ways to do it. And obviously, they've been preparing for this for months. I mean, they, they knew this was going to be an issue. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, but oh, it also, once again, 
what was the one thing I usually tell you that I want in a horror film because it makes the stakes high? Um, a sense of urgency? Child murder. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Yes. Duh. duh. Yes. Right Whack, from the go. This is just like the relic they, novel. They, that's why this movie was awesome to begin with, because the first thing they do is I'll bet they're off. And I'll here's the thing. Know, after seeing the movie four times, and I go back and I analyze the story, and I, 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 and again, there is not a wasted moment of screen time in this movie because it is constantly telling you the story. Everything on the screen is telling you part of the story. You have to pay attention to and listen to everything because it's all telling you the story. It's just like the Book of Eli. Um, the Denzel Washington post-apocalyptic movie from Funny, people ago. actually kind of compare the two, you know, which is interesting. I find people have made that parallel before. Maybe because it looks yeah, similar, even though it's not. Well, no, because it's, it's, uh, it's because it has a similar you, Book of Eli, you had to listen to it as well as watch it. And the same with A Quiet Place. You have to listen to it, watch it together. It's a, a, it, when you go to the movies to watch this, you can hear every sniffle Every bag wrinkle, every fart, every uh, gulp, every sip on a soda, because everybody's in that theater is silent. And it's a wonderful and thing. I, it's a wonderful thing. I, I would only say that was actually the one drawback I would say. I think the mix was a tad bit too loud. It was kind of on purpose, uh, you know, because in such a quiet environment, things automatically sound louder than they are. But it was right. what it was effective. I mean, I I was on edge the whole movie, and I didn't feel like it was cheap jump scares I was dealing with, which is good. No. Because uh, I like jump scares. I like well-timed jump scares, but I hate <laughs> overused ones. I'm looking at Spoiler your alert. house. Uh, Spoiler <laughs> you know. alert. The best, the best you, jump scare. The best jump scare in the movie was a legit scare. There's two of them. A, the raccoon that gets killed, that gets squashed. And B, when the Poor thing's thing. in the house, and she don't even know it. Oh, uh, I know. She just I've... freezes. Oh, but the my favorite scary moment in the whole movie, and there's a lot of scary moments in this movie, is when the kids are in the truck and they're held up in the truck and they can't get out oh, and, she and turns jumping off around. And, and she turns off. Her only defense is this earpiece, and she, not knowing it, she turns it off. And that moment, it, I just went, the beauty. fuck. <laughs> I was, I know, was just like, oh, my God. So. It's great you brought that up because that's part of the beauty of it. It happened multiple times. We figured it out before she did. So that made the whole scene in the truck even scarier because we as the audience – had figured it out already. It was I mean, beautiful it was pretty, storytelling. Oh. Hey, guess what, Tommy? We have a caller. What? We have a caller. We have a caller. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a musical break here, listen to something, and when okay. we come back, we'll, we'll we'll have our caller. How's that sound? Yeah, totally. Anyway, go see the Quiet Place, folks. It's great. Fuck all the naysayers. It's the best horror film and best monster movie I've seen in five years. Simple as that. There was an idea called the Avengers Initiative. 
The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. If I told you we were putting a team together, see if they could become something more. Demigod. See if they could work together when we needed them to. Super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. A couple of master assassins. To fight the battles that we never could. We have a hope. So no matter what. I promise you, if you need us, if you need me, I'll be there. The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes. If we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Avengers. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I can't for my Avengers I can't. with Emma Peel, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, it's not the same. So we got they, actually they, 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 Avengers Cup. Just got these cool mm-hmm. collectible. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Got these cool collectible Avengers Cups when we saw Isle of Dogs. It's already infected the local multiplex, of course. Oh, wow. I'm going to see it Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I got it today. My my uh, husband and my daughter went to see Isle of Dogs last night while I was on air, so I took it for the team because he actually wanted to see it more than I did, which is saying a lot because it's friggin' top animation Wes Anderson movie based on one of the coolest books ever. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see it badly. I want to see it badly. Yeah, it was pretty. You know, I'm a huge dog person. Well, and you're a huge dog. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Ghost has a new look, Liz. Did yeah, I saw there was talk it. Talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. The, the oh, new album, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm super excited. I get to see them in Columbus. I think it's on, oh, my gosh, it's on Mother's Day. So, my mother's going to, oh, man, I'm a bad son. Bad son. But it's a birthday present. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. see him. I think it's going to be a great show. So I've never seen them. I'm to- I'm totally stoked. Oh, I saw I saw him twice on the the last tour. Uh, fantastic live, fantastic live. Now here's something you can expect on this tour. There's going to be a Papa on stage, but this could be the old Papa, and he's going to be their sax player. There's going to be a sax oh, that a song with sax. Yeah. That uh, that's so, amazing. I- I've listened to Square Hammer, which was their album from 2017. But um, have uh-huh. anybody listened to their new one, Prequel? Yeah, Rat. The one that comes yeah, out rat. in June. Yeah. Yeah, the song Rat is out there now. It's I've really good. Yep. Yeah, the Rats is Rats is on par. Yeah. It's on par with uh, with Square Hammer, definitely, for one of those arena rock type songs. 
definitely. Yeah. And I can see that's what they're trying to get with, too, uh, from what I saw them on their last tour. I saw them at the beginning of the tour and at the end of the tour, and they've matured so much between the beginning and end of that tour. They gelled so much better. It was beautiful. Um, I, I, I couldn't be more excited about seeing the band live. So you're a comic book like fan, how- right, Steve? Yeah, uh, to an extent, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I was the ultimate knowledgeable soul, but I am a fanboy of all things, so yeah, I try to be. And you're also a fan of movies, as we know, and you've been Uh, looking for some movies to watch. I know from social mm-hmm. media because you, you you've mentioned Avatar and a few other <laughs> My things. social media is sold. <laughs> so yeah. um, tonight, uh, one of the things that we're talking about is an unconventional movie adaption. Um, it's Ultimate Avengers, and we're also going to throw at you a couple of unconventional comic book adaptions that we think you might want to check out. That um, sounds great. So Liz, why don't you start? And they have something in common. They have ghosts in common yep. with them, don't they, Liz? Yeah. yeah, they actually ghost in the title. Uh, we we talked about a bunch of unusual comic book adaptations, but we decided to go where two that are, I don't know, say middle obscurity, but, you know, enough that people do know they exist, and I would recommend them. One would be 2001's Ghost World, which is directed by Terry Zigoff, who also, what else did he do? He also did Blood Diamond, didn't he? Was that one of his movies? And he, oh, no, he did Crumb which is a documentary, and he did Bad Santa. So same guy, Terry Zidoff. I got him confused with that other dude. Uh, but it Wiggle stars... Did um, Santa? Yeah, he also I'm did sorry. Bad Santa. I'm sorry. The fact that he did also did Bad Santa, I did, I, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stars, stars a very, very... Um, Thora Birch in her first starring role, I think her second movie, her first movie was, of course, um, what was it? Uh, Hocus Pocus. Focus, focus. It's, you know, and then Scarlett Johansson oh, yeah. in a very young role as well. And, of course, at the time, Steve Buscemi, who, yes, I would have also slept with in that time period. Something about him. It's not like he's gorgeous. There's just something about Steve Buscemi in the late uh, 90s, early 2000s that you walk up your daughters, walk up your sons and your daughters. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it's just you keep them away because they, they all fall for him. But it's, a, it's actually – not an action picture or a superhero movie. It's really about two girls that decide to move in together and live in in an apartment. And they just slowly start to learn that they actually have completely different viewpoints on the world. And it's the end of a friendship, which is always the hardest thing when you leave high school and then your best friend and you suddenly have different goals. And that's what this uh, comic book and the Ghost World movie is about. Uh, There's some really awesome things about it. Uh, my favorite sequence is that she's an art major, of course, and of course, our, like all art majors, she's underachieving and not working too hard. But um, <laughs> when they start, but uh, you know, she she rolls her eyes at her friend's arts. You know, the rich kid, she always has with the high marks and everything. But there's this whole sequence, which is based on a real thing, by the way. Uh, she goes to an art gal, uh, goes to a friend's house and starts. I think it's Steve Buscemi's even, and starts flipping through some posters. And he sees she sees a really racist poter, poster. Finds out that there used to be this like uh, a chain of restaurants called Coon Chicken, which is based on oh what Kentucky gosh. Fried Chicken used to have a real racist name. Uh, and uh, so she decides to put the poster up on the wall as found art and say and and uh, you know for this art gallery. And of course she's not there to explain her art. And even though her, I will give her this. This is one of the few times where I saw a movie where a teacher 
was supportive of a girl's controversial art choices. So that was actually one of the reasons why I recommend it right there. But, you know, you have to also defend yourself. And she learns that, you know, people, you know, you've got to stand up for yourself or do you really want to stand up for herself? And there, that's the decision that she has to make. And it's a pretty good movie. Uh, Thora Birch is awesome. Uh, you know, she'll go on to do American Beauty right after this, right? So uh, <laughs> it's oh, yeah, kind of a – Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's it's kind of like a movie that was on the pulse of everyone that was going to be big for the next 10 years. I mean, look at the, the cast in it. So I highly recommend uh, Ghost World. So. And yeah. you have a Ghost World, Tommy, you. to recommend. Yeah. Yeah, my movie for you is Ghost Dog, The the Way of the Ghost Samurai. Ghost Dog? Yeah. Um, it's Forrest Whitaker's uh, comic book movie. Michael uh, Mann, plays- right? No, no. Me on Jim no, Jarmusch. Sell me on Ghost Dog. Yeah. I've never ever watched. Or wait, who did? Or Jim Jarmusch, right? Yep. Yeah, it's actually pronounced yeah, Yim. Why I am, but it's it's got a J. It's Yim Jarmusch. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. He's supposedly one of my favorite filmmakers. Don't tell anybody. Sorry, Yim. Sorry, Yim. Yeah, sell me <laughs> on Ghost ever... Dog though, because I've never watched it. It's you know, it came and, out at the height of the the movie Cyberpunk phase and when, when it came out all of us thought it was gonna be like this cyberpunk movie and it wasn't it was a, a happy surprise because it, it's basically the professional um with the samurai hitman yeah. ah, and, and, okay yeah I, and he's actually reading the way of the art of warfare during the movie and actually it's really if you think yeah. about it it's a comic book adaptation of an adaptation of the art of warfare if you think about it, because that's really because they really lift passages through, from that book and and narrate the movie using the book uh, Art of Warfare to tell the narrative. And I've always thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and you know, there's a sequel coming out. They're doing well, a sequel that... to Ghost Dog. Yeah, they're they're making a sequel to Ghost Dog right now as we speak. That's it's amazing. Not, it's, it's not the Art yeah, of Warfare. I, it's the Hagagurki. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Book of the Samurai. Book of Warfare. Book of Samurai. I'm sorry. I get them. There's the Book of Samurai, and then there's the Five Rings, which is the sword, the retainer sword. I always get them kind of confused because they're all similar. Uh, But, yeah, um, (laughs) what's his name? In the middle of the movie, I forget who it is, but he walks up to a rapper, and and they, they exchange greetings, and the rapper moves on. Do you remember who the rapper was? I can't think of his name right now. But he actually is going to be uh, the star of the sequel. So, uh, you know, uh, so that'll be interesting. So keep an eye out for the sequel. It couldn't be Rizzo, uh, would it? It might have been Rizzo, was it? I, I no, I don't remember. I coffee and cigarettes is the only reason. No, I don't I think it was. That. Yeah, it might yeah. have was. Because, yeah, Rizzo was in the movie. Yeah, I just thought yeah, for a hot- that other Jarmusch film. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. yeah, it is Rizza. It is Rizza. I'm looking it up right now. He also did the music. Because they were, movie, so. yeah, because I knew that he was in Coffee and Cigarettes is the only reason I could blindly guess that. With that uh, well, Bill Murray if you infamous. if you like Yim Yarmus, you'll like this movie because this is actually probably my I second love, um, outside of second favorite movie by him, probably. What's your first, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's pretty obvious. It's Dead Man. Did you? See, I, I saw a criterion for that that I don't own that I need, but I actually really I love Dead Man, but Patterson I saw that and it says stuck with me. I had no idea I would like that movie as much as I did, but it I cannot. I saw it once 
at the Underground Cinema here in Charleston, and I have not got it out of my head since. I thought it was fantastic. I, I think that might be the only one of his movies I haven't seen. I've seen all of the others. So, um, And oh, his last big film, I mean, he's done Patterson since then, but was the last one I saw by him was Only Lovers Left Alive, the vampire movie with Tom oh, Clinton. So yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. yeah Tom We're getting off topic, yeah, yeah. but it's Yim Yarmers. Oh, yeah. Well, well <laughs> not really, because it's style that he brings. Sorry. Because I blame the caller. I guess I've got to call him Yim now. Yim is very skilled at, at developing a story uh, methodically on the screen. And that's one thing that, that Only Lovers Have Left Alive has in common with Ghost Dog. Is they're both kind of slow burns. But when the action hits, when the when the shit hits the fan, holy crap, it's poetic. It really well, is. It makes it even Dead, more impactful. Dead Man's the same way. Dead Man is a slow burn from beginning to end. It does not move quickly. But when it hits, boy, does it hit. It's kind of profound, actually. Uh, so uh, even though I know yeah. it's, it's passe to like movies with Johnny Depp in them now, but, you know, I still think not it's to me. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I still stand by my by my Johnny Depp. I can't help it. I grew well, up with the guy. Johnny, he, Depp. He, Johnny Depp's part of our question. discussion going forward, Steve. Johnny Depp is yeah. part of our discussion going forward. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Liz, part of the challenge, one of the things for the Repo Nerds is we challenge each other to watch nerd or or involve ourselves in a nerd property that we haven't experienced yet. Um, and share that experience with others uh, coming into something new. And Liz's this week was to catch up on the Marvel Universe. And in doing yep. so, also to check out where the Marvel Universe's origins came from. And I wanted her to really read the Ultimates miniseries, but she said she didn't have uh-huh. time for that. So I had her watch Ultimate Avengers instead. And she didn't catch time. Thor Ragnarok, but she did get Black That's Panther in one. there. Those mm-hmm. are good times. I know. I, I, I now, you're new, Liz. Until you see mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, your name is Doug. Okay. Whatever. You don't <laughs> understand the joke until you see Thor Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> so I hereby dub thee Doug. New Doug. You're oh, newer no. Doug. You're new, new oh, Doug. No. You're new, new Doug. Wouldn't that be right? Wouldn't that what she she would be that right, Steve? New, new Doug. Doug the third. New, the new, 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 new Doug. New, new Doug. Yeah. Yeah, it would have new, to be new, 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 new Doug. Doug. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be yeah, new, so new, new, Doug. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. But what did you think She'll of Black Panther? Uh, Me or her? Well, <laughs> yeah. Liz. Me. I got okay. Black Panther. Um. First of all, I'm a little bit biased because I knew the makeup artist on the Black Panther, Roy Wooley. Shout out to him. Uh, he was one of the makeup artists on the on on Black Panther. Amazing. He was on our panel. At, um, yeah, he most of the uh, the day, the day that most of the makeup artists got to work was the day that they uh, make the king king, and there's all the rafts and stuff in the opening sequences. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're initiating the king into. Um, he did all the he did the makeup for the women in the rafts during the dances. So uh, yeah, awesome. wow, knocked it out of the park. It's amazing work. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, really great stuff. Um, I would say 
it's the exact same movie as Wonder Woman, almost to the same plot, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> um, being that I'm part of the DC universe more, like like DC universe I know fairly well in Wonder Woman, uh, I didn't have the same connection Marvel. to Black Panther that I did oh. with Wonder Woman and the DC universe because, well, but like I said, I had more attachment to those characters than I do. I'm with Liz on this. I'm a DC guy yeah. all the way, and I'm way familiar and I said I'm totally with you I'm I'm in the far unpopular minority of being a DC no, fan okay. right now I'm gonna give you guys a reprieve and let me tell you what your reprieve is the DC what? movies are very much like John Carpenter's the thing right now they are underappreciated and the only reason they are is because they are overshadowed by how good the Marvel movies are here's a no, in 10 it, 15 it, it, no. years we're going to look back at these Jack Snyder movies as masterpieces. No, I, I will know. never, never, never think of a Zack Snyder film as a masterpiece. And you can go <laughs> just jump off a cliff on that. Uh, he's only made two good movies in his life. The rest of them he's squandered through. Uh, you know, he hasn't made bad films, but, but I liked um, the Dawn of the Dead remake. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good time. And good popcorn. And I and I just right. hate three hundred three hundred. I actually think as a comic book adaptation, you don't like there's another. It, it was okay. Here I am Watchmen trying to defend pissed, the DC Watchmen universe, you guys. Piss me off! Piss me <laughs> off! You're trying to convince me not to. I'm trying to defend right. the DC universe to you guys, and you're trying to convince me not to, Liz. Why? No, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll just be. Yeah, you're trying okay, to convince will... me not to. All right, this isn't about DC. <laughs> this is about Marvel. No. All right, so Black okay, Panther. Right, how do you like Black right, Panther? I love I Wonder Woman, about... Liz. <laughs> oh Thanks, my Steve. god! We know you I... love Wonder Woman. Every... The first 20 minutes of Wonder Woman. It doesn't matter. I've tried. I just fall. I cry and I cry and I can't stop crying. And I'm like, what is okay. it? Because like, it's because you got little Diana running through there in the Sierra and all these oh. badass stunt women doing practical effects. And uh, I was just like, oh my god, mixed with CG, not not Wonder Woman, Gal yeah. Gadot. So yeah, I love Wonder Woman. But okay, going back, Wonder Woman and Black Panther are the same movie, and that's actually not a bad thing because I think the Black Panther movie is probably the best of the Marvel films I've seen outside of the first Avengers film, which is my favorite of the uh, Marvel movies. I absolutely love the first Avengers movie, uh, especially the last forty minutes of that my film. I watched that last forty minutes of that movie over and over and over again because I think it's just one of the most Beautiful ballet of action sequences I have ever seen. Josh Whedon knocked it out of the park with that. Um, so, so I do like the Black he Panther movie, but I don't have the I don't have the emotionality connection to Black Panther like I would for a DC character. But that doesn't mean it's that's just me. That's not to say that the movie is bad. The movie is very good, and I'm really glad to have event films like this and to know that there's like little eight-year-old African-American kids that walked into that movie and just came out of it going, yeah, I can be great. That, to me, is, is worth it right Liz, there. Uh, anybody. But, they you know, came and it, went not, with that movie the same way that you came and went with Wonder Woman. That's what they I was cried saying. Yeah, all exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel the exact same way about that. Like You're absolutely right. I mean, I, that they got a Black Panther movie in itself is a triumph that it was that good. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you know, that's great. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know. Wonder Woman was that good? Same thing. These are movies that had to be good, and they were good. And they were legitimately yeah, they good. They were legitimately think, good, yeah. We had tried to get it, Ghostbusters shoved down our throats. It wasn't a good movie. I, I don't, this is the wrong episode for that, but I would actually, not that it's a great film, it's not. I would actually defend the Ghostbusters movie. There's something about it. But I'm saying it's not Wonder choice. Woman, Liz. It's not Wonder it's not, Woman. It's not Wonder Woman, but it was, it, was it was weaponized. It was weaponized. It was weaponized, though, by people on the right to act like there was some kind of political agenda behind it. And we see that a lot. Like, and, and, and I'm not trying to step on any issues that are probably later right. discussed or in a better space. But just oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Well, absolutely right. I really loved the. There were certain seeds that could have been expounded upon, and I really did like the way the visual effects looked in that movie. I usually don't like anything but practical effects, but there was something about just they were so over the top and cheesy looking. I enjoyed it. There's an absolute reason for that. Do you know why they look like they do? And this is why I defend the film. Do you know who did the special effects for the Ghostbusters remake? I don't. The Kyoto Brothers. Oh, you know right. who they well, are, right? Well, then that right? makes perfect sense. Well, then that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, it's okay. the Kyoto Brothers, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They did all the, you look, even though it's a CG rendering, the actual ghosts themselves are practical puppets CG rendered into a space that the oh humans are reacting in. That's why it's so good. That, that, that makes me want to go back and actually watch it right now again. <laughs> yeah. Go watch especially the parade, the, the fake Thanksgiving Day parade that Slimer's part yeah, of that's at the big the grand finale. Those are all yeah. puppets. Look at them. They're fantastic. And uh, Keanu oh, Brothers, oh, you know, great. they know their shit. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They know what they, they, they know. They're yeah, they masters, do. yes. <laughs> sorry, all right, sorry, so anyway. Black Panther, yeah. anyway, Black Panther, you enjoyed it. <laughs> Yes, I did. But that's okay. not what my now, assignment was. Yeah, Ultimate Avengers was. And the reason I yes. had you watch Ultimate Avengers is to note the, the similarities between that and the Avengers. Yeah, and but it's almost the same story. And give you a little education from my point uh, about the actual Ultimates themselves. Love the Ultimates. It is the as much as I love anything in this world, my favorite thing for superheroes is the Ultimates. When this book came out, it changed the way I looked at comic books. And it opened my eyes. And it made me a better a creative person. It made me a better creative person. Mark Millar and Brian Hitch knocked it out of the fucking park with this. So tell me, what did you think about Ultimate Avengers? Because I'm going to tell you, I think it's inferior to the comic book. That's bold statement. I mean, it may not be a you know, it may not be an incorrect statement, but it's a bold one that I've never thought about. But Liz had to watch it. What did you think, Liz? Uh, <laughs> funny because I. The Ultimate Avengers really didn't strike me that much. I, I, I want to, like, but I will say this. The other film I saw for this I did hit me. I really liked that one. This one was good. Next Avengers. I thought it was one. Yep. Yeah. The, the Ultimate Avengers was basically, like I said, a watered-down version of what would become the Avengers movie. Uh, very, very similar. 
uh, the plotting wise. The one thing it did teach me about, which I'm glad because I saw Black Panther before I saw this, was now I know a lot back, more about, uh, was it Vibranium? Which is, a, yes. I know what Antiantium is, but clearly, because I, I love Antiantium and Vibranium are the same thing. But are they the same thing? But Vibranium the has same a thing. different element because it absorbs energy, unlike Antiantium, which is just really strong. That was what I, they were kind of explaining. That was at least what the movie was kind of explaining. What, and, they you know, couldn't so now use I understand that a little bit more about Vibranium. They couldn't use Adamantium for the same reason they couldn't use the true Shatari as being shapeshifters. Because the Shatari in the Ultimates, and as you saw in Ultimate Avengers, were shapeshifters. All right? But that makes them the Skrulls. And the Skrulls were owned by Fox at that time. And they weren't allowed to use uh-huh. them. So they had to make up a uh-huh. new way to make everything. So vibr- Adamantium and all its properties became Vibranium. Because they Vi- used the word also, Vibranium in Black Panther as well. Uh, they actually use that. That's phrase. the only word they can uh, use. They can't use adamantium yet. Fox still oh, owns it, even though rock. Disney owns it. Really? They'll be able to Is use that really it after the Infinity War. Yeah, Is that's that the only reason why. That is the only reason why. That sounds that's ridiculous. The only reason. Did you notice also that they never call the Scarlet Witch the Scarlet Witch, and they never call um, Quicksilver they Quicksilver? Never have they call her Wanda and Patrio. No, they've never they called her Scarlet Witch once, have they? No, they, you're right. They, they haven't called her Scarlet Witch. No, they can't. They're you're right. They don't own the name. No, they, they use their the they use their Roman. Yep, they use their real names. Nope. They don't actually use and, Quicksilver. Hey, Liz, can I ask you a question? Uh huh. Mind? Uh, no, of course uh, you, not. When, when I hear you talk about Marvel, um, when I hear you talk about Marvel stuff, it just sounds like a lot of stuff that I say about Marvel. In the and I think it it just comes down to a basic problem. Is do you have any deep? Because the only deep connectional stuff I've ever made with Marvel is off the wall stuff like the Legion television show, or and that was more because it's more reminds me. Do you have any? Well, what I'm asking, I you guess, ready is for like, this? Do you have an emotion? Do you have an emotional? Do you, do you have? Because I have emotional connection to DC, but nothing to Marvel. Do you have an emotional connection to anything in in Marvel? At yes, all. I do. Yes, okay, okay, I would say okay. the X-Men. That's absolutely. The, that's my problem. Yeah. I love the X-Men, and I was a huge fan of the original uh, Spider-Man that Ralph Bakshi did in the 60s. They used to rerun it when I was a kid on KTVU Channel 2. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Um, yep. So yeah. I absolutely adore Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man and Wolverine comics were the only Marvel comics in my house. Everything else was Superman detective comics and action comics. So, uh, you know, and and throw in some classic illustrated for good measure, by the way. I still own those. Classic. Oh, By contrast, I, I grew up a Marvel guy. I have an entire 10 years of Howard guy. the Duck, actually, downstairs. <laughs> I have a 10, but that was an inheritance thing. I have never read a Howard the Duck, except for the one where he's with Wolverine. I have read that one, which is really bizarre. <laughs> I never <laughs> so, found myself uh, able to to I bond with the DC I character. Meant to say the MCU. I never got to say the MCU. My question. I just meant to say the MCU because I too, for some reason, I also really like the X Men. I just try to put my finger on this for some reason because I, I, I meant to ask specifically towards the MCU because I find the MCU lacking in emotional connection with me. 
Uh, the problem, I I'll enjoy the films, but they all seem kind Star of just Wars. fluffy. Really? Yeah, it's it, it, it made me forget Star Wars. Star Wars brings me to every emotion imaginable, every film. Solo comes out on my birthday <laughs> weekend. Like, I'll go crazy. I saw, Steve, I'm a Star Wars fan dead through and through. But oh, sure, sure. I have become a Marvel fan more now because it's given me more satisfaction than the Star Wars movies have. How many bad Marvel movies have there been to me? Two. How many bad Star Wars movies have there been? Out of eight, there has been three. What it is? Six bad movies. See, to me, there's only been three. Three, three bad movies. To me, there's only been three, and I've thought all the rest have been amazing. And most Marvel movies, I can't remember what happens after I watch it. And Tommy's trolling you a bit because we did almost two hours the other night um, defending the Last Jedi on. On one of the Necrocast. I don't know why the so. Last Jedi needs defended. I just don't <laughs> understand why it even needs. It. I refuse to. I can't get baited into it because uh, I I I have a bad heart and I just like. Well, here's something I want to tell you. I want to ask you: Are you curious to even watch Infinity War? Are you yes, going to go see yes. it? Yes, that's the thing is I get a kick out of the movies. They're a good time. I rewatched Iron Man today and said, wow, that was a really great, well-done movie back. But that it's was back fun. before it's they fun. knew. Yeah, and the, you, that was back before they knew, you know, it was going to be 18 films and 16 TV shows and, you know, whatever, a whole world. Well, See, I come at the Marvel Favreau movies movie. a different way. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's exactly. it. You said John Favreau, right? That's how I come out of the Marvel mu- movies. It's not necessarily the movies themselves that I love. I love most of the directors they're hiring: Kevin Feige, that's who uh, I John Favreau, yeah. uh, Josh Whedon, Shane Black. Come on, they hired fucking Shane Black. I mean, he's one of our best writers out there. Uh, you know, yep. uh, you know, all Shane these Black's really, the really man. talented directors. Uh, that's why I knew that Ryan Johnson, when he got hired for Last Jedi, I knew it was going to be a good movie. And you know what? If you watch that film, it is a Ryan Johnson movie, it, Last Jedi. You it's know, a it's, Ryan Johnson <laughs> film, through and through. You know, You're absolutely no, right. No, you know what that movie is? It's just a giant Easter basket full of eggs. That's what The Last Jedi is. Nothing happens in it except it's a big, giant Easter basket. It's like... So much George Lucas is walking by you with a basket full of Easter eggs, That's, and you're looking at it. Lou, look at that. It's just like it's Freddy Player One, Star Wars. You know I don't what, know man? about that, I'm, but... I'm going to let the Wookiee win here, okay? I'm just going to let the Wookiee win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could say I was excited for the solo movie, but I'm not. Here. I, I'm yeah, we'll get back to Marvel. Yeah, we're talking about the Marvel. I think I'm excited for the solo movie because it's coming out in May. Yeah, it's not my birthday, like I said. Right, I'm well, sick of, yeah. for that. Well, coming out on the 45th you know. anniversary of Star Wars, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. exactly, yeah. All right, so other big differences. <laughs> I hope it's not a Yeah, other big fire. differences yeah. between the ultimate or comparisons between the Ultimates and 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 the Avengers movies. 
Um, uh, Samuel well, Jackson, right? More aliens. That, that from more aliens. <laughs> more aliens. <laughs> um, I like the Ultimates um, version of Tony Stark better, and they used Johnny Depp as the model for him, by the way. Um, oh, and he's, he's much he's more of traditional to what you would see in the 80s. Like, he's a Tony Stark that you would see on, like, uh, the Amazing Super Friends. You know, or not, was not, yep. was that what the one with the, was that Amazing Super Friends with Spider-Man, Firestarter, and Iceman? Tony Stark popped up in there a couple of times, and he's more like that Tony Stark in, in, in yeah, the yeah, Ultimate And Banner in this it's would be Steve Buscemi. Captain <clears throat> America would be Brad Pitt. Black Widow would be Alicia Silverstone. These are all the characters that they were, you know, being cast as them in the movies of them in their world. Skeet Ulrich is Hank Pym. Lucy Liu is Wasp. Janet Pym. Um, Zach Wilde was Thor. I, I did crazy like the Ultimate Avengers do. version of Thor. I thought the Thor in Ultimate Avengers was pretty badass. Well, I like thing, Thor. If you're I love the way they, they use that. And as much of the thing that they did, and as much of what they did in the, the Marvel movies, is what happens when this shit happens in the real world. This is the real world, and this is happening. And, and it's happening expo, exponential, exponentially. Uh, you know the word I'm trying to use. I just can't say it. Um, and it's, 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 just, it's a metahuman growth. It happens when that when, when that happens. You have one, it doubles, and then it doubles again, and it doubles again. And now you've got 16 films or 18 films with all these superheroes, and then you've got to fucking call the herd, and you get Infinite, Infinity War, which we've got coming out right now. Now, who do you think the baddest motherfucker in the Ultimates is? Who do you think it is, Liz? Are you talking about, like, as in character or as in power? Character. Character, the baddest motherfucker. In the Ultimate Avengers, yeah, I would probably say Tony. Okay. Tony Stark. What do you think? He's Steve? always he's all... I I actually think that I would go with the fact that the I I really like um, see the Thor in Ultimate is cooler to me because. The one of my deals with the MCU is I don't like Chris Hemsworth because he just it's just one of those things where he's it's totally not modeled visual. after this Thor, totally modeled after this Thor. Everything about it, I don't and think his hammer, so. It comes off totally in Infinity War is the same hammer. It works. It comes off differently in this context than it does on screen. Like it comes off to like yeah. Ragnarok works for me because of like Kate Blanchett, but like in the other some other things. But I'm still not. I'm just not sold on him. I'm just I, I'm right. just not sold on him. But in the, right. animated, my, my baddest, the animated it works. So it's weird. It's for me, the baddest economy. one is is Hawkeye. Um, because you guys don't know this, in Ultimate oh. Avengers two. Hawkeye gets captured by the by uh, Black Widow, who's a traitor, by the way, <clears throat> and Loki and his team of people who's warping reality. And um, Hawkeye gets out of his cap- captivity by peeling off his fingernails one at a time and killing all his guards by fucking them at him at them. That's He's not the baddest motherfucker in He's the, yeah, he's the baddest motherfucker in that book. Yeah, he's the baddest motherfucker. He's, that's, they're they're uh, not going to put that in the, in the film. 
I want. I do want to say on a technical level, um, the the voice work in Ultimate Avengers is very well done because um, there's it actually, is. especially I met I actually met Gray Gray DeLisle, who played Janet Pym, the Wasp in Ultimate Avengers. She did AwesomeCon a couple of years ago. Uh, she does all sorts of voice work, like Fairly Odd Parents and any of those mid '90s Nickelodeon shows. She was probably doing a female voice on, <laughs> you know, and so. It was nice to see some old, you know, some 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 nice voice actors that have been working for a long time. And then Olivia Diablo played Nadia Romanoff in Ultimate Avengers, and I always loved her because she was in Conan the Destroyer uh, as the princess. So, and she was also on the Wonder Years. So I always I always root her on when her when her name comes up. Like, oh, Conan! This is Conan's princess. You know, I was always. Can I tell you? The fact that she turns on the on the Ultimates and Ultimates Two made all of us fanboys thinking that she was going to be a traitor to them in Civil War. Uh huh. And we were all waiting but for she, this for this turn, and it never came. We thought she was going to be like part of like that. a bad guy. Hmm. We were all yeah. like, oh, yeah, but we're kind of glad she's the, not. I wonder if that's a spoiler for the Infinity Wars now. movie. No, it's not. But let's talk about that. Let's get into our Infinity War death pool. Uh, Infinity War comes huh. out this weekend. None of us have seen it yet. Um, and we're going to go with the original Avengers team going up through the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay? For who we think's going to die. Start with uh, okay. Liz. Who do you All think's right. going to pass away? Who's going to die? And, we're, and our team members that we had to choose from are... Nick Fury, Nick Fury, Bruce Banner, Thor, Captain America, Tony Stark, Hawkeye, Wid- Black Widow, um, Scarlet Witch, Vision. Vision, don't forget, and Doctor Strange, and Rocket. And, the Guardians are going to be in this one, too. Well, well, I mean, it's well, like... Well, a, okay, okay, you- a, and Don Cheadle is also in it. Like, what? That that'd be Warhammer, right? Well, I'm giving or, us our Avengers. Oh, We're giving us the actual gone, event. Okay. So, who do you think's gonna die, Liz? <laughs> of the main of the main core Avengers, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's gonna be Iron Man. I think Tony Stark's toast. And the reason is, okay. is I think he's he's first of all he's announced that he's done playing the character. And one of the things I have liked about the Marvel universe is actually story, uh, Tony Stark's story arc. If you watch the movie to the end, starting from Iron Man and continuing through the event, two Avenger movies all the way to Iron Man 3, he's had the most comprehensive arc as a person in the, in the Marvel universes. Because first, he, you know, he has to, you know, it, first of all, he, you know, he learns that, oh, you know, his, his, his money has consequences and he has to learn to pay for his debts. But then he has to learn, then he becomes a hero, but he doesn't really understand what it's like to be a hero until Avengers, when he makes the ultimate sacrifice. And luckily, he is saved at the last minute, but it affects him for the rest of the story arcs, including And he becomes Iron a villain because of it. Yeah, he, ha- he, well, he has to come to terms, but even heroes end up coming out damaged in a war. You know, I don't think he's a villain, but he had to learn how to become yeah. what oh, he's a villain to be a civil hero. war, absolutely. I don't think he's a hero. I think that I don't is think any... I I've never seen him as the villain in Civil War. I think it's totally your, no, your, your I didn't... point of view as to whether or not he's you the know, villain. You know, 
And, and uh, honestly, watching them fight each other was so like even though the action sequences were good, especially with the one with Ant Man and and Spider Man involved, the, the fight at the airport or the fight yeah. at the airport or the other fight at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or yeah, or um, the one I, in the subway or the one on the, the the highway or whatever. Yeah, there's so yeah, many. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to yeah, who's gonna die. Who's gonna die? Yeah, oh, sorry, so you Tony Stark's gonna die. Amazing. Iron Man's gonna I, die. I Who else is gonna a, die, Liz? Well, you, you just said something about Natasha Romanoff maybe turning from uh, in, in in Ultimate Avengers two, right? And this is an Avengers film. Could there be a po- and she's played a major role in Ultron? Do you think there's a possibility that maybe she actually might like turn against them and maybe she'll die? Well, she also got so Iron Man armor and was called are gonna die Iron a Widow. noble death, and we don't know which one. But I think it might either be Tony Stark or the or the Scarlet because those are the biggest, most famous people in the movie, and they're not going to come back and do any more of these films unless they do a standalone. You know, I don't think is there an Iron Man? Full, you know. Uh, well, you know what? The There's a secret. Was the follow-up to there... this film as one film, one film? There, there is a follow-up. Avengers Four. Okay, you guys do know that that this was supposed to be a two-part movie initially, right? That's right. It was going to be called Infinity War 1 and Infinity War 2. And then they said, no, it's not a two-part movie, and we're not going to tell you what the name of the next movie is. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and tell you guys. It's going to be Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. It's going to be the, it's going to be the Secret Wars. I already knew it was going to be the Secret Wars. I mean, it, okay. Steve, who do you think is going to die? Well, if that's well, the case, well, if Tony well, Stark has said he's not doing it anymore, then it has to be Iron Man. He said he's not in, going yeah. to do four. Oh, well, then he's I think dead. He said, They're not just going to leave him yeah. hanging. Oh, right. And guess that what, was, folks? We have someone... Guys, we have a caller who has just seen uh, Infinity Wars in a pre-screen yesterday, which we should call her, bring her on and ask her how the movie was. Do you think? Wow. No spoilers. Hello. No spoilers. <laughs> you're on no spoilers, with the sexy please. witches. Hello. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. You're on with the Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> Hi, guys. How Brittany, are you? Hello. This is my di- other show, Brittany. Welcome to the Reboarders. Oh. Um, let me let me introduce you to my uh, co-host on this one. His name is Token Tommy Clark. Hello, Tommy. This is Brittany. She is a Hi, organizer of Drag Dragon Con in Atlanta, and uh, I have moderated and been on panels with her at Days of the Dead Atlanta. So yes. Uh, now now let me get it right. I'm not an organizer. I am just a awesome oh. volunteer, and I do a lot. So. Oh. <laughs> But oh, I'm but not one of the organizers now. Oh, but you're doing you you but you're hands on, like massively hands on for Dragon Con. It's not yes, like you're just yeah. standing there you're not you're not a brute squad. You don't tell people where to go. You actually <laughs> do like actual stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a celebrity escort. Nerd creds. We're good. We're good. She's got nerd creds. <laughs> no, she I got nerd creds on. That's all that matters. She she's a nerd pinup model too. So she wears I like am. hot that things. is correct. Can you tell us one thing <laughs> about 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 Avengers? And, and I wanted to. I don't want this to be a spoiler, but I was there are no told spoilers. That, I refuse to spoil. All right, I was told oh, that no. watching Doctor Strange before you go to this is very important. Is that I? True? I don't agree you with that. Confirm nor deny that. I don't agree. I mean, you can watch it, but I think it's more important that you watch Thor Ragnarok before 
it before you watch this one. Sweet. That's amazing news. I remember that one so much better. You do understand that Liz's new name is New New Doug right now. New New um, New New Doug. She has not seen Thor Ragnarok yet. Oh, she's she's totally new new Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Oh, but the movie it's it's phenomenal. That's I the Russo brothers did it. I'm watching again tomorrow, so I will watch it again in less than 24 hours, um, and I will watch it with a packed theater. So I went to a press screening, uh, and it was just members of the press and uh, our guest. So it was wonderful. It exceeded all my expectations. Um, the acting is – like, I was worried about Josh Brolin. Um, no, he's fantastic. It's uh, – Yay. He, yeah, the story, I, I it flows. It was, I thought it would be silly, but – I've heard what you're saying. It, right, you I thought it would be really, any, really silly. Can you squash any X-Men or Fantastic Four rumors for us? I, do you want that, really? I mean, no, you don't. don't want that. Please, no, no, no. I mean, it's not my job. Yeah, not my I'm job. not, yeah. Sorry. All you're going to get out of me, um, the story flows it exceedingly is. well. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, there are what sixty six characters. It's not a problem. I that oh. was a worry of mine. I thought that was, I was one of sixty six. Right, because the they have God. everybody. Yeah, I've ever seen. Right, and you, you, the worry. Yeah, you. The worry is that everyone's not going to get enough screen time, or it's going to just uh, overlap way too much, and uh, it just flows beautifully. Um, it's there are a couple characters who get less screen time, but I mean, you expect that. Um, but it's not a problem, uh, and it's I did I did the whole gamut of emotions. So I was oh, angry, wow. I cheered, oh, no. I I almost cried, but cry. I didn't. Um, I laughed my ass off. It's it's really really good. So a problem I have with Thor Ragnarok is that it was almost too funny. Like there wasn't a moment to have um, the gravity of like certain things happening. Which if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok at this point, then whatever that's your fault so like when odin dies <laughs> yeah i said it so when he, it they go directly into something else and you don't get to process that um and then plus everything was just joke after joke after joke i think they since it is different directors they went back to that wonderful balance that marvel can do of the zippy quippy one-liners but also when things happen that require more emotion they don't shy away from it um, and this one is obviously definitely darker, uh, but it's it's still really fucking fantastic, and it's wonderful to watch everyone interact. So you get that, like they've shown in the commercials, you know, you have Star-Lord and Tony Stark. You've got Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, and it's it's oh wonderful God. the it, way it, they... It's, they it's, it's, uh, oh, it's, you're going to you're gonna come in your no. pants. It's fine. It's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, brought, I brought a so, change. So without, I brought a change. Without spoiling it, because um, we have a death pool going on on our show here, does are they true to their words that a super major character dies? I won't tell you anything as far as specifics. Um, no, I don't, I don't want to confirm or deny. Neither confirm nor deny. <sighs> you know what? I'm Turkey not telling you anything. Get you, get you get nothing. You get nothing. All I'm saying is buckle your pants. <laughs> right. I don't I feel everyone should go in as spoiler free as possible. Even though it's not a spoiler. Okay. Um uh-huh. 
Because they, they I feel it, like they, know, they, these are the producers saying it, not me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just go with producers tell the truth for the most part. So okay. Um, I will just it's say like that. It's not like Glenn. Like you could figure out it was Glenn because of who, how long <laughs> yeah, the it's, it's not a walking. It's, it, yeah, it's not a walking. It's not a walking dead situation at all. But it's um, not like a fake death and then makeup death like five minutes later. I will just uh, say I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say everybody dies except Thorin Banner. Everybody dies except. I'm gonna you? say they. Fucking kill everybody except Thor and Banner. Because A, Thor's a god, and B, you like, can't kill Banner. You know, it's interesting, too, because, like, I was watching the, 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 the second Avengers movie, Ultimate Avengers movie, not the second Ultra Avengers, but the next Avengers cartoon, and, and Tony Stark was the only survivor of, of wow. the original Avengers in that movie. And I was like, wow, he's the one with the least amount of powers. Oh, and Thor survived, too, but he went to Asgard and said, see y'all. He can't yeah, do that. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't see Thor <laughs> going anywhere right now. I don't think could, well, we, I know, you know, Chris Evans has talked about how he wants out. Recently, he's made some comments that are kind of like, oh, we'll see and whatnot. But it kind of reminds me of like Ridley Scott saying, oh, if there's any more movies in the Alien franchise, there's not going to be a fucking alien in it. And then on Alien Day, he's like, oh, yeah, the aliens best thing ever let's do more projects with the alien uh, you know he just and then you know now the movie's coming out and now suddenly chris evans is like oh maybe but you know, up until this point he's been like oh i don't even want to act in anything let alone i, I think if the paycheck is good enough he'll probably come back oh I think yeah that's yeah what he's hinting at uh, my death pool is black <laughs> widow i don't know why but i think scarlet joe's uh, bye bye uh, I, I would say that like, like i said I, this franchise in my opinion anyway i think they treat her like shit no, well, I, I love Black Widow. That they're never gonna make a freaking Black Widow movie. I you see? Well, I think that's bullshit. I think it should have been made like ten years, uh, not ten years ago, but Jesus, um, you know, however long, but you know, at least five years ago, it should have been. It should have hey, happened. Early. I'm not that upset about it. not it getting a Black Atomic Widow Blonde. film, though. I, I'm much more huh? excited that I'm getting a, bir- a Birds of Prey film, uh, you know, later oh, on in the right. DC universe. I'm more excited. I'm so yeah, much more excited. Oh, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. So are you guys trying to figure out, because I, I came in listening to part of the Deadpool, do you only think it's going to be like one or two characters? I, one of you said everybody, but Thor, like in general, do you think it's going to be like a mass, I like a massacre? Be or? No, no, it's going to be the original be the old guard. I think yeah, if anybody dies at he... the Guardians, it's going to be Drax or Gamora. Um, or I don't rocket, see any of them going. I think they're all going to pull through, except for maybe uh, the uh, Guardians uh, have another film. So I don't see the Guardians oh, yeah, of the Galaxy being whacked because they have another film coming. There may be one or two of them, but th- there's too many. They're definitely not going to kill off the what's his name. You know, uh, Don Cheadle looks Jurassic old in that Park armor Whisper. right now. Star Lord. I think I think Don Cheadle is totally toast in this movie. I think Warhammer dies. That's my guess. I, I really wish I could go ahead. I really wish I could confirm all the things <laughs> for you guys, but I I, I cannot well, lie, but I love listening. No, I just wanted you to confirm Brittany. if the movie was good or not. That's all, Brittany. It's fantastic. I think one of the How old many, guard will survive this. Like How many post-credit America. scenes do we get? Oh, you get one, and they've already stated that. There's one. 
There's uh, so one post credit scene. Good. There's only I one. I don't need the overlook. Yeah. I don't need there's three. One. I don't need a brunch joke. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's one, um, and I will also say, like, so my favorite Marvel movie is The Winter Soldier. Like, it's it's been it for me because not only is it a too. good Marvel movie, it's, it's just really a good. good fucking movie. Um, yeah, exactly. But this, That's, yeah. this movie has toppled it. You're kidding me. Easily. No, hands down. No, nope. Nope. Just well, you know what? That should be the goal sh- to just be a good movie on it. Minor Winter Soldier, yeah. Guardians Make sure of the you Galaxy. Wear your, bam, bam. wear your brown pants tomorrow and yeah. uh, enjoy. <laughs> but uh, I will no, say, thanks for having me. But there's one thing that here. Winter Soldier has that Infinity Wars Later, doesn't Steve. have, and that is Frank Frank Grillo. Thanks oh, for having thank, me thank on. you, Steve. Thank you for the call. Bye. Nice. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for having me on. Hey. And you know what? I have to do the exact same thing. I have to get up super early, so but I just yeah. wanted to come well, in and yeah. tell you guys we're, we're how wonderful it is. We're about to sign off here in a few minutes. So, Brittany, thank you Yay. for calling. But I just no say that I wish Frank, I wish uh, Frank Grillo is the only thing I wish was in the Infinity Wars that I know is not. And he's in Winter Soldier <laughs> that would be wonderful. with Sebastian right. Stan. They're, they're mm-hmm. my two favorite character actors right now, and they're just gorgeous, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. Well, Thank I'll have to touch base with you guys after. You're very welcome, and I can't wait to hear what oh, you guys' re- opinion are. Before you, yes, before you hang up, you have mm-hmm. a con appearance. Why don't you plug your con? I do have a con appearance. Um, so the next con that I will be at will be MomoCon, which is our anime convention here in Woo! Atlanta. Um, unfortunately, Universal Fan Con in Baltimore, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. It was a debacle, and it got canceled slash postponed. Really? Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a whole legal battle. Yeah, yeah, it's a, oh, it's a big thing. I'm so cause... looking forward to seeing you this weekend. I know. A lot of people are screwed out of money. But um, So if oh, you guys want to see sorry. me, you have to come to Atlanta in mid-May. I'll be at MomoCon, our big anime convention that we have here. Excellent. And of course, you can find her at Dragon Con because she is Absolutely. a Dragon Con. Absolutely. I will master. be a Dragon Con, not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so All right. Well, thanks, guys, so much for having too. me. Mm-hmm. Much love, Brittany. And we'll talk soon again, I'm sure. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. So, hey, Tommy. Hey. Had not one, but two again. callers. Two callers, yeah. though. The double dark callers from last ha- month. Yeah, I know. We're getting double teamed here. So so she is basically, without saying it, has confirmed that at least one major character does eat it. Um, so, uh, and we voted for, it sounds like Steve and I voted either, we both think that Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow is in trouble, possibly. And uh, I still think Tony Stark, or it could even be Captain America, because Ultron does mention in Next Avengers that he was the first to fall if they're using any of that canon. So we'll have to see. Um, but uh, I like Ultron. You know, the Age of Ultron movie gets a lot of shit, but I really like that movie. I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, I rewatched uh, it last week, and if you're not paying attention to it, it's all right. <laughs> if you just watch it during the action sequences, it's a better movie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trolling you. Um, it's not a bad movie. No, no. I, I, that, no, I think it's I think improved on the Avengers because I'm not really a huge fan of the Avengers movie. I I just don't I don't think it's a good story. I, I mean, maybe it's a fanboy me in the bias. I wanted to see Hulk destroy something. I wanted them to see well, them go only, against Hulk. 
and we only got Hulk for a few minutes. I have a feeling, but you know, I have a feeling he's going to get a lot more screen time in this one. He got a lot of it in, the, in Ultron too. So, uh, you know, and I actually never had issues with him dating the Scarlet, the Black uh, Black Widow. A lot of people were like, "Why are they dating?" I, I, I'm like, "What's wrong with that?" Uh, you know, uh, he's okay with Bruce Banner, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so we we have come full circle. So I would say that I enjoyed my adventures in Marvel, but I still don't have the love for it that I do the DC universe. Uh, though the movies are obviously far superior to the Zack Snyder movies. Not the not the Wonder Woman movie. I would say the Wonder Woman movie still trumps most of the event most of the yeah. Marvel films. But uh, my only problem I have with Wonder Woman is the is the climax. The end of the movie Me the, too. the fight with Eric. The end of the movie. Uh, but the, I have the, I have the same yeah. problem with Deadpool too. I think Deadpool is great until the end where it just basically falls into big boss battle. You know, uh, and that's what happens now, in Wonder Woman. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to say here right now makes sense to many people, Liz, but you need to know something. And it hasn't been brought to many people's attention. You know the TV show Legion that Steve brought up earlier? Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, do you know what universe that takes place in? It's the X-Men universe, isn't it? No, all television programs on TV are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Liz. Yeah, I know. I know that Legion's part no, of no, the No, 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 no. All of Marvel them are universe. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not in the Marvel. Foxverse. Yeah. This is not in the Foxverse. Legion is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You need to keep that in mind when you watch Legion. And you need to keep that in mind when you watch the movie this week. Okay. You go see him All right, I will. Weekend. I I'll probably go see Isle of Dogs and Infinity Wars this weekend. So I've been catching up a lot of movies. So I uh, so that's great. Uh, so uh, before we go, I have some dates, Tommy, we need to discuss to give our schedule because we have a big schedule of shit we're doing in May. You and I both are. Yeah. So so yeah. let's. I'm going to read that real 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 fast here. Uh, May, uh, starting on May 1st will be a special episode of The Sexy Witches, uh, where I preview my press appearance at Texas Frightmares the following weekend, on May 4th, starting May 4th. And I'm going to have two directors on the show, uh, Tommy, to talk about it. I'm going to have uh, horror directors Billy Pond, who directed Circus of the Dead, and will be at the Unearthed Films table at Days of the Dead. And I have Troy Escamilla, who is having his movie, uh, it's a holiday horror film, Stirring, uh, is going to play at Texas Frightmares. So um, that will be the May 1st on The Sexy Witches, so next Tuesday. So only a week away. Uh, and then on the 4th and the 6th, like I said, I'll be at Frightmares, but my partner Queenie Todd on Sexy Witches will be making a con appearance also that weekend at Crypticon Seattle, which is the biggest horror convention in the Pacific Northwest. So that's pretty awesome. Then, Tommy, you have an appearance in York, Pennsylvania on May 11th. Do you not? Yeah, May 11th and 12th, I will be at the Brian Keene um, Scares That Care Charity Telethon, or the second annual Brian Keene Telethon there. I'll be hanging out down there uh, doing whatever. Uh, maybe I'll talk to Brian. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be in the bar drinking with the band. Who knows? Uh, and Mike Lombardo, who's our fr- our mutual friend and director of uh, I'm Dreaming of White Doomsday, yep. will also be there as a co-host. And I might even 
make an appearance. I'm thinking about coming up for a few hours on May. So, and then May 13th, I gave an interview to you. You're going to have to make sure you talk to him, Tommy. So don't forget to talk, contact them. But May 13th is, um, I invited the Casket Creatures of Atlanta. They're a, a, a goth metal band, and they will be on Necrocasticon, your show, on the 13th. So, yes. Um, they're going yep. to drop. They have an album release on the 18th, and it's going to be a listening party at Days of the Dead, Charlotte. And so, uh, so that will be like a mini preview of Days of the Dead, but they are the horror. If you want to talk about horror and, and metal with a common connection, the Casket Creatures are definitely that common connection. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, man. I'll wait for it. And, then, and of course, I'm going to see uh, King Kong on the big screen this weekend um, at the Salt oh, yeah, City so, Horror Festival. That's right, with Jeff Myers. He's mm-hmm. the programmer of that. Uh, yep. it, the, the, Jeff the and, Syracuse, uh, man. You're not so bad. Hey. You, you guys have been in the news lately, though. There was something about some racist, like. Okay, uh, I don't want to talk like, about it. They, they exiled them. They got exiled, <laughs> okay. Okay? okay? They were taken they away. They don't, they're okay. not part of SU anymore. They were they were nope, expelled nope, from nope. the school. Their their fraternity is gone. I, I'm sure. I th- <laughs> oh, only reason why I bring it up because I feel bad because like like Salt City Horror Fest is awesome. Last year they had Brian Yanuza there, which I would have totally loved to have met. Uh, the director of faculty and produced uh, some of my favorite Charlie Band movies. Right. Um, and, right. You know, so it's always Salt City Horror Fest is always good time. So, you know, I hate that Syracuse is always in the news for negative shit because you guys are in the news a lot for negative shit. <laughs> it's so terrible. And there's a lot of positivity and creativity up in the cold, great white north up there. So, you know, we, we, we feel for you, Tommy. Sorry that you get such bad press up there. <laughs> so, so anyway, Salt City Horror Fest is, is, is on the, is, uh, is what? It's this weekend, right? Or Saturday. Or next weekend? This yep. is Saturday, yeah. Saturday. So thank you for your money. And then on May 18th on The Sexy Witches, I'm having a special preview episode of Days of the Dead Charlotte, uh, the son of celluloid, uh, Nathan Hamilton, who is the programmer of The Blue Track. On the Days of the Dead, uh, which is the independent film track, the smaller panel track, uh, I'll be managing a panel at Days of the Dead at 2 p.m. opposite the D. Snyder panel, <clears throat> uh, which is a bummer because I really want to meet D. Snyder, but I will. I'll meet him. Uh, but so that that's May 20th um, on the uh, or May 18th on the. Uh, what is it? No, May 15th. I'm sorry. I'm fucking up my own schedule. May 15th, the Days of the Dead preview, <laughs> and the Days of the Dead will be May 18th through the 20th, and I'll be there moderating panels, walking around, come and say hi. Um, and then on May 22nd, the whole gang gets back together, Tommy. You, I, Queenie, Aaron Marie, all of us get back together on May 22nd for our spring recap part two, because we've already done a bunch of recap shows. And it also happens to be Erin Marie's birthday, my other co-host's birthday. So, uh, you know, so we're going to have a big, big party online and talk about all our shenanigans and even talk about, get this, the Serbian film screening in L.A. The first time a Serbian film has ever been shown on the big screen in the United States. So I have someone there, boots on ground, to at that screening because I really want to know I how feel people for them. it. I feel <laughs> so that's that's all my stuff they got on the, the props calendar. On sale. So the props are going up for yeah. uh, auction. Yes, they are, and the directors will be in attendance. 
So, uh, you know, uh, baby rape all the way, guys. Uh, once again, like uh, they kept, uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you, ha- if you don't know, if you're not a horror and don't know about that one element of Serbian film, you're not paying attention. You know, uh, I actually, it's funny, as much as I like child murder, that's one of the few films that I actually haven't been able to have the heart to put in and sit down and watch because I don't like watching other people do horrible things to other people. Like home invasions, probably my least favorite type of horror, yeah, like, even though there's some good movies. I, li- I prefer monsters, but you know, yep. I- at some point I'll put it in. So I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm with it. you. I like, I like the monsters and stuff like that. All right. So we don't and know boy, what we're going to challenge uh, me on next, not- but we will figure it out. Oh yeah, we have. We'll do it sometime in May. Uh, you know, May is pretty tight, but we'll we'll sneak a repo nerds in there somewhere uh, and figure out what. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Like uh, you know, there's so much. I've been trying to figure out some of the stuff, and most of the things that I've thrown at you, you've actually seen. So that's good. Yeah, no. And you know who Yim Yarmush was, so there's that. Because uh, I I would well, have his on name wrong for movie. 20 years. Yes, <laughs> most people do. <laughs> Everyone says Jim. It's Yim. It's Yim Yarmush. I, you know, he's he's a genius, and yeah. Well, so I I'll, I'll figure out some kind of nerd property, obscure or or old school, and we will make sure you watch it. So come back to us, and we will come back to the Repo Nerd sometime in May. Tommy, why don't you give us our, your um, your uh, Twitters and interweb stuff, and we'll sign off for the it, night. Um, I'm at Token Bottom Score Tom on Twitter, uh, Tom Clark, author on the Facebook. Uh, I got my book coming out next month sometime called uh, Good Boy. I'll check that out. It's going to be really cool. Um, you can hear me on the Necrocasticon, uh, sometimes on the Curtain Jerkers. I produce Three Guys with Beards. I produce Defenders Dialogue. I produce The Library at the End of the World. Uh, podcast for Project Entertainment Network over there, and uh, we love them, and we love you, Armand, and thank you for letting us do that. So, um, and, and anyway. The, and, the remi- and the remind people about the Brian <laughs> King Telethon. That's also, Brian, right. the horror show is part of the pod, broad, Project Entertainment Network family, yes. so that's Absolutely pretty awesome. Is. And you guys are going for 20000 they want to raise twenty thousand dollars this year. Yeah, double so last year's help us. total. Double last yeah, year. Yeah, double last year's total. And you can find the sex, the head huntress at the sexy witches. That's my podcast page on Facebook. It's also my Twitter handle. If you want to find me personally, I am Elizabeth Catherine Gray on Facebook or Cave Pearl E K G on the Twitters. Oh, you can also go to the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness which is the, the page where I just announced the contest for October uh, and join that. Or a lot of our other, we have, I have a lot of other film groups too. The FB Film Geek Circle, which is a straight film geek group. Um, we also have Re- the Rogues of Posse Station, a smaller, higher IQ group that argues about Star Wars. So uh, you can find us yeah. on the interwebs. And uh, thank you, Tommy. It was a fun dip dive into the Marvel Universe, so I appreciate it. And thank you, Steve, for throwing us in multiple different directions. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, going off topic is 
is all what it's all about. I saw someone say, God, Absolutely I hate is. podcasting banter. I love podcasting banter. That's what I do. So uh, <laughs> so thank you, Steve, right. and thank you, Brittany, for being on the show. Yes. Uh, listen to the next the next Necrocasticon will be, I think, what, Monday, 6 p.m. Monday. You can listen to us. Yep. And I often I often permanently sub on that show as well. And the next section our, is, like I said, our regular next Tuesday, May 1st. A regular yes. contributor. So, uh, do we have any music to lead us out with? Oh yeah, I'll play the Avengers. Yes, we do. To lead us out with. I got it. I got it right here. No, so, I got a, I got a route show. Okay, so thank you, Tommy, and thank you everyone that's listening and calling in, and see you next month. Repo Nerds is written and produced by Thomas R. Clark and Elizabeth Catherine Gray for Loud Sound Productions and Click and Clack Productions. Music provided by Dan Leedenfield and The Night Keep, used with permissions.